And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to welcome to the studio Luke Smith from Envision Financial to talk about all things financial. Good afternoon. How you doing, man? All right? No helicopter today. No helicopter. No, today. just a car. Traditional <laughs> traditional transport. <laughs> I know it's been weeks now, but we're still talking yeah. about the helicopter. It's quite exciting. It quite was exciting. exciting indeed. And you two can live like a uh, live like a <laughs> prince. All you have to do is follow the financial advice given to you by Luke Smith, well. and you'll be able to go on helicopter rides. Well, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed. Everything in moderation, as they say. So every well. now and then. All things in moderation, absolutely. Exactly. Now, we're going to turn our attention today to a slightly less cheerful topic. It's mm. called trauma cover, and how do you use it to protect yourself? Now, obviously, nobody wants to go through trauma, mm. but sometimes, sadly, it happens. Yep. But there are things you can do to help uh, prepare yourself for that. Yeah, look, that's right. So we're going to continue the insurance series that we have at the moment. So last week, we spoke about income protection. Today, we're talking about trauma. Trauma is one of those unsung heroes that I'm a massive advocate of. Um, and I think, unfortunately, everybody in the community in some way, shape or form has been touched by a heart issue, a cancer issue, melanoma, breast cancer, and a range of other trauma conditions, which this sort of insurance is fantastic for because we all know that you know with the sun that we have and, and, and the, the instances of, of strokes and, and, and obesity and all the other things that come from the, the fairly hectic and fast-paced lifestyle that we all, all live these days, trauma insurance for me is a fantastic way to protect against the key risks on a tax-free basis and be paid on the diagnosis of a specific condition where you were able to claim and receive monies for things like clearing a mortgage, filling up your offset account, replacing income that hasn't been secured with income protection, meeting education costs, and generally just giving you some money to go. Because I've found in the past that the thing we need to keep in mind with a trauma event is if one person in a family has an event, it ripples into other people in the family in that if mum's got breast cancer, there's a very big chance dad may or may not be working full-time caring for mum. So trauma cover for me is a fantastic way to just throw some money in the offset account, clear some of the debt that may be a mortgage or education or some of your fixed cash flow expenses and know that you're going to be paid on diagnoses immediately and you can in some instances have multiple claims depending on the condition that you've suffered Um, And the best thing about trauma cover is it's a tax-free payment so that you're not going to incur any sort of liability when you receive the funds. Okay. Now, when we've started this discussion about trauma events, uh, you've referred to a number of different illnesses. Does Mm. it also apply to accidental injury, for example, in a car accident or something of that Um, nature? Trauma cover is more of a medical-based policy. So you'll have things where you'll have a list of, of, of specific conditions that are in the policy, and there's generally between sort of 30 and 50 for a well-written contract. And that can range from chronic rheumatoid arthritis right through to cardiomyopathy, um, heart attacks, strokes, burns, cancers, plegias, um, extreme conditions like uh, kidney failure. So there's a, a very vast array of medical terms that are in the policy that are there to be able to say, as, as a trauma is, it hasn't killed you, but I think about it as it could put you on your backside for six to 12 months and make it harder for you to work or limit your ability to do things. Overlay with the fact that you may incur some new costs that are not already in a budget because you may need treatment, you may need 
medication. You may need some sort of assistance that private health insurance may subsidise and it may not. So for me, trauma insurance is probably second only to income protection um, because there is a definite diagnosis. You meet that diagnosis through proof through your, your treating GP or physician and then you're paid your money in some instances inside seven days on a tax-free basis. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big advocate of this one. Okay, now I'm assuming, like most insurance, it's a case of you must have the insurance cover before the trauma occurs. It's a bit mm-hmm. too late afterwards yeah. to say, Correct. oh, look, can I get some insurance to cover this? <laughs> Correct, exactly right. And that's one of the things when we ultimately all we're trying to do here is mitigate risk. Um, so for me, income protection that we spoke about last week, that's your first port of call. That for me is a must because everything is funded with your ability to work. And if you lose your ability to earn your, your general income, um, everything as you know it from a funding perspective can come under pressure. Trauma for me is, is, is the second cab off the rank in relation to importance. Um, and that's because the way that it is paid, the fact that it is tax-free, and the fact that there's no waiting period, um, unlike income protection or TPD or total permanent disability that we're talking about next week, um, that says that you have to be off work for a continual period of three months before you can even claim. The nice thing about trauma, and, and I saw this recently, um, I had a client was, he came in and told me a story that he'd been on a row with his mates and they'd been doing some sort of, you know, rowing challenge as, as you know, middle-aged, oh, yes. middle-aged men do, thinking they're 25 again. Um, and he woke up to one of his mates, you know, reviving him, only to find out that he'd had a heart attack, received a trauma payment, cleared his mortgage and then said, okay, how do we now make the most of a horrible experience? But now that I've cleared my mortgage... I can use that money for other things, for wealth accumulation, for extensions, for changing what school the kids go to, um, because what was a mortgage commitment had now been paid off in totality, um, and it had freed up from a planning perspective lots of cash flow to do other things. So I say traumas, for me, it's, it's, it's absolutely sensational, but we're mitigating risk. And as you said, you can't take it out afterwards, because if you had had a major event, you may be uninsurable. Yes. So if you've had a heart attack, you've had cancers and, and those sorts of serious conditions, you may be uninsurable after the event. Um, so having it when you're in good health and getting it at a cost-effective premium is advantageous because I've never had anybody say they don't want the money in the event of a claim. Indeed. And speaking of money, what does it cost and how much cover do you think you need? How, how do you work that out? Yeah, so look, that's that's always going to be a a case-by-case. Case. Yeah. Um, so... Trauma cover is nice because it is not occupationally based. So when we're talking about the suite of insurance policies that we can use, income protection is priced on what you do. Are you a bricklayer? Are you a helicopter pilot? Are you a radio announcer? Are you a financial planner? And depending on the perceived risk for that occupation, the premium is calculated accordingly. Trauma cover is priced on your age, your general health and well-being, and the amount of cover that you take out. So you can be a fighter pilot, a bricklayer, will pay the same premium. So it's a great one as an equaliser, if you like, depending on the industry that you're in. Um, in relation to how much, I think as a starting point, if you have the cash flow to be able to secure your mortgage, I find that if people can take that initial stress of the, the cash flow of a mortgage payment out of the equation, it provides a lot of peace of mind and comfort. And then you could look to try and extend it into things that may be priorities for you. So it may be, I'd like to be able to prepay a year's school fees for the kids just to take that cash flow expense off the table because I've had a heart attack and I'm only going to go back to work on a full-time basis over a 12-month period or depending on how your recovery sort of progresses. So 
cover your fixed costs, cover your known expenses, and then if you really want to take it to the next level, I generally say to people, if you had a year's wages for the two of you, it then allows the spouse to say, look, Mr. Employer, I'm going to take six months, 12 months leave without pay because I need to care for my partner. And life as you know it can continue because as I said earlier, if you if you have one person have an event, it generally affects both yes. in a couple because one's caring for the other. So as a general rule, clear your mortgage. That'll give you enough money to put into your offset account, hopefully at least a year's wages. If it doesn't, then I'd think about adding on top of that um, 12 months worth of his and hers or hers and hers and his and his's income so that you can step away and, and not lose your job, but then not be able to maintain life as you want it because the last thing you need after a claim and a change in your in your physical condition is an inability to maintain a lifestyle that you've you've become accustomed to. So it's it's really about tailoring what you need to your personal situation and the level of peace of mind that you want to have in the event of a claim. So a rough rule of thumb then for the amount of cover that you need would be enough to pay out your mortgage, enough to provide a year's income, yep. and enough to cover any other important expenses that you can foresee. Exactly. If you've got some fixed outgoings that you know would continue in the event that you couldn't work, then I'd be looking to try and address those um, so that you can actually have a staggered approach back to the workplace because the last thing you want to do is have a medical event that could be associated or tied to your workplace and then have to race back into that environment that could have caused the condition only to be able to pay your school fees and your mortgage so you don't lose your home. So having that breathing space is very, very important. And as I said earlier, it's really just... And it's 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 that's 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 for, the view for, I see. You know, for people like, confused, that's Luke breathing a <laughs> sigh of relief. Yeah, it's not the wind outside, but that is that's it's that sigh of relief to know that people are going to be okay through a horrible event. Yeah, um, that allows them to be able to have the peace of mind to continue to do the things they want to do, so their lifestyle isn't wildly abrupted, interrupted, or prevents you from eating into some savings that you may have in your mortgage or your offset account that you then have to replace with after-tax income. So it can take you a lot longer to replace what you've had to eat into your offset account if you've had six months off and you don't have a lot of leave with your employer. So it's 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 fantastic cover that I think everybody should have something um, and then just consider their needs as their situation changes. If you have gone through a traumatic experience and you've made a claim and you've been paid out, mm-hmm. what happens to insurance? Can you continue it? Can you reinstate yep. it? Can you keep paying more premiums and get more cover? Great question. So where the cover's in force, there are something called a reinstatement option, which I'm, again, big advocate of. And that says that I have a million dollars of trauma cover. I have a heart attack. I get my million dollars tax-free into my bank account. 12 months from the date of claim, the insurance company, where we have a reinstatement option in place, writes to me and says, hey, Lukey, would you like to keep your cover going? And I say, for sure, because I'm now generally uninsurable because of something like a heart event. And that allows me to claim in the future the same million dollars that I've had in mm. place for anything that is unrelated to the first claim. Okay. So if you don't have the reinstatement option, the insurance company says, there you go, Luke, there's your million dollars. Thank you very much. And our relationship ends. Yes. Now, the downside of that is where you've had a serious medical event, you may be unable for a significant period of time to attain new cover, even if you do want it. So again, understanding the terminology in your contract in relation to a reinstatement option is really, really important because... I'd rather have the option of keeping it and cancel than not be able to keep it at all. Now, the other important feature is that this type of insurance is not part of your superannuation. No, that's right. And there's, an, there's a, 
lot of confusion there where people come in and say, oh, I've got some, some trauma cover through my super, when they're actually referring to total permanent disability, which life and TPD, which we're talking about next week, are some default options through some super funds. And that's what they see. So it's important to understand the cover that you have because the definition is significantly different in that you can have a heart attack, provide the, the proof of a heart attack from your medical practitioner and be paid your money. Under a total permanent disability scenario, a heart attack wouldn't be paid because it doesn't stop you from ever being able to work again. So understanding the definitions and the terminology and understanding where your cover is held is very, very important from a peace of mind perspective because I find that confusion happens a lot and people tell me they have trauma cover through their super, which actually isn't the case because a heart attack would not meet a condition of release under the CIS Act, which would warrant the money being released from your super fund. So you can't hold trauma through super um, because it's not something that would meet the legislative uh, definition to be able to access your benefits. So it's one that you hold outside um, and get paid on a tax-free basis. So what are the key points people should consider? I know we've covered most of them now, but what, just as a, as a bit of a summary, yep. what are the key points that we need to consider when thinking about taking out trauma insurance? So I'd, I'd consider the, the level of cover that you need. If you can remove the debt on your home, I find that gives people a, a really, really good starting point and then address your fixed costs. Trauma cover can also be used to top up the 25% of your wages that you can't cover with income protection because as we found last week, you can only secure generally 75% of your gross income. So trauma is a great way to top up that 25% that we can't secure with income protection. Uh, from the employee's perspective, if you have key staff in your business, uh, you can take a trauma contract out on staff members because you may want to know that a certain amount of your ongoing revenue that they generate would continue for your business. So for the business owners out there, it's a great way to protect key individuals and the viability of your business cash flow going forward. So I'd think about that. Um, I'd also then consider education costs and say the, the fixed expenses, but also keep in mind that if one person has an event, I find it generally affects both uh, in, in a couple because one's caring for the other. So I'd come back with that basic approach of if I had a year's wages for the two of you, then you know that you can step back with leave without pay, not jeopardise your employment and your employer can find somebody to replace you and you've got the money there to be able to continue living and work towards a full recovery and hopefully back to gainful employment in a short period of time. Today we're talking about what is trauma cover and how do you use it to protect yourself. So Luke, after everything we've discussed mm. in the first part of the program, what are the key strategic considerations and things for people to remember about trauma insurance? Yeah, so for me, trauma insurance is there to ensure that your ability to save and plan for retirement doesn't get derailed by something that you didn't see coming. So I'd look to try and make sure that you have some form of trauma, even if it's just a year's wages. Uh, as I said before the ad break, I'm yet to have anybody tell me that they don't need it or couldn't make use of the money. Um, it's a very good way of being paid quickly for specific conditions. So it's, it's very finite. You know exactly what you're covered for, you know what the definitions are, and to meet one, you can then be paid very quickly. I'd look to try and secure your income and a spouse's income as we touched on before the break because that as a starting point is fantastic. Then look at extending that out to other fixed costs like mortgage payments, kids' education, car leases, anything that you would need to write off for say a 12 to 24 month period that you wouldn't need to use personal cash flow for. Um, I'd have some money there just, just to take a breath. It, it really is, as I said before, that, that sigh of relief. I see people sort of slump down in a chair and know that they'll be okay. 
Um, and that's ultimately what it's for because all we're doing here is mitigating risk because the thought of having to replace money out of an offset account that you've spent on treatment that you need to pay back with after-tax income can be quite an expensive way of doing it. And if you're leading into retirement or, or continuing to save it, it can have an impact on your available funds. And I'd also consider your family history. You know, we have, um, we have some special hearts in my family. Um, so I've got trauma, you know, up to my eyeballs. Um, because I've got Powerball in my chest and, you know, if that thing goes off, then, you know, I'm going to make sure I get paid. Um, so consider your family history. If you've had breast cancers, if you've had strokes, if you've had heart conditions, if you're predisposed genetically to something that could occur in the future, um, it's something worth thinking about because from a tax-free perspective, it's, it's very, very advantageous. And as I said before the break, it's not occupationally based. So for the military, um, this one I find is a big misconception. People in the military say, oh, we can't have that. Trauma insurance is something that they must have or should have because they can't get income protection and they can't get TPD insurance generally. So trauma insurance is a fantastic way for those in a sort of high-risk assessment occupation to have something in place um, to make sure that they've, they've protect themselves and their loved ones. Yeah and their ability to as, to as much income. as they can that's Correct. right now the other things that i've taken away from this of course is that it's not the same thing as your life insurance or your no. income protection insurance or your permanent disability insurance so Correct. it's a different animal so it needs to be looked at separately it's also not part of your superannuation so Correct. these are important things to remember yeah the, the uh, understanding the distinction between the different types of policies is very important because there's nothing more frustrating than saying oh, i've had a mental health issue i want to claim on trauma when tra mental health is not a trauma condition, yeah, it's a TPD condition. Okay. So again, the the devil's in the detail here, and making sure you understand what you have will avoid any confusion or frustration in the event of a claim. Because I find clarity is the greatest peace of mind that people can have going forwards. Claret is the greatest. Oh, clarity, right? Yes. <laughs> Where can listeners get more information? It's a yes, Friday afternoon. You can tell, can't it's you? It's a long week. It's been a long week. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're unsure, you want to, you know, discuss your options. Six two six zero four seven four nine can make a time and. And come and have a chat www.envisionfinancial.com.au we've got the knowledge center there and you can investigate trauma the definitions the inclusions and the different types of insurances that we've been talking about in the in the insurance series we've got the podcast the strategy stack of luke talks money on spotify and itunes and we've got youtube envision financial Canberra, where we record the show pause it have the key takeouts and you can watch it on the iphone and don't have to read anything which i find is is becoming more and more advantageous indeed it is luke thanks very much mate we'll see you next friday we'll catch you next friday